And how are we getting on? What's the story, lads? What's going on, man? Good to see you again. We're just we're just having another great night here over in uh, the DTC Center and in, in Denver, man. You know, just getting it. We're excited to be talking to you guys again. We had such a great time having you on the show a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was fun, man. We've been talking about it a lot since we had that experience. Cool to be, uh, you know, sitting down with you guys again on your platform now. I'm curious to see what kind of heat you're going to bring our way. It's kind of fun. We can just kick back and just have a chat. Uh, well, it's always good fun to talk to you guys. But um, for anyone who may not know you guys, how about you just introduce yourselves? Oh, of course. Yeah. So we are Discussion Combustion Podcast, uh, hosted by my co-host, uh, Kevin, and myself, Arthur. And uh, we've been doing this for a little bit over two years. Um, we've had a lot of di- we, we We have phases. So we've kind of been climbing through our phase chart and uh, just growing as a podcast. And um, great friends. We've known each other for over 10 years probably closer to 12 actually yeah it's probably a little bit too long honestly you know i've known this guy but we decided to start a podcast and it was probably one of the best decisions we ever made you know it gives us something to look forward to every week i'm sure you guys can relate to that we have great listeners great guests just great interactions i mean it just it creates for a fun environment and that's where i mean i fell in love with podcasting five six years ago but i never thought i was going to end up hosting one so yeah i just feel great and, and fortunate to be to be here yeah. for sure we've had some mutual guests um so it's, it's, it's kind of cool. Not a lot of people can have that kind of conversation. But, I mean, what, what got you into it? What, what made you want to start a podcast uh, with each other? Like, Yeah, so, so honestly, Kevin was putting the bug in my ear about starting a podcast. And, and we had both always wanted to do some type of entertainment, you know, reach the public with a, a positive message. And that's always been a calling to both of us. Um, so Kevin, Kevin put the bug in my ear and it, it was for at least a couple months, like, Hey, we got to, let's just record our conversations. Cause we always have such great conversations. And, um, and then, uh, we finally got together, came up with the name, recorded episode one on a cell phone on a cell phone. Yep. Episode and, uh, one was on a cell phone. And yeah, it's man, it's horrible. It's been a lot of growth since then. <laughs> it's been a great journey. No, it really has. I mean, art touched on it there. Just great friends. Like I said, I was really starting to get into podcasts. I thought, man, this would be fun to just take a stab at it and have a good time with it, you know, and keep it at that. Just enjoy it, you know, having conversations, educating ourselves on topics maybe we're not familiar with. And, and then from there, we got really fortunate with uh, our, our old host, Jamie. Uh, he's been on our show many times. He gave a studio space in his house yeah. for the cost that of a bottle of whiskey. That was a game changer at the time, yeah. That, our rent was a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. So that gave us a place to build a legitimate studio. Um, and that was a huge, huge part of the growth of Discussion Combustion was our old host, Jamie. And then we entered phase three, you know, moving up here to I think that's nice to give kudos to Jamie. Oh, he, he deserves kudos for sure. And, um, you know, just real quick, like what we did in the beginning, too, is is pretty early on, like episode 13 or whatever. We, we really started to decide, like, what is it about? You know, what what's the podcast about opposed to just hanging out and drinking beers? Like, what are we actually trying to accomplish here? So our mission statement is to include anybody and everybody from all walks of life and be critical, accepting, and loving. So we try to do that every single week with everybody we talk to, you know, we're, we're open ears and, and we want to just get to know you and get to know what you do. Yeah. And from there, it's just run on, you know, you, you mentioned that, you know, we've had some, some mutual guests, which has been great. Um, I think that's also kind of contributed to how we met you guys was just starting oh, to see your sure. name yeah, popping yeah. up on YouTube or on social media and stuff. And that's, I think that's my favorite part about this podcasting experience is meeting great people that we would have never had the chance to meet. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing bit of it, you know, kind of making friends with people like 
Alternatively, if you didn't do a podcast, you never would have met. Uh, yeah, you bet. You guys said you started off as a trio. Well, I mean, we've always kind of had some some friends and, and other contributing sources in the background. I mean, it's always been yeah. Arthur and I in front of the mics and the cameras uh, hosting the show. But there has been a lot of people that have helped us get to where we're at. You yeah. Know, producer, you know, host roles, stuff like that. So there has been contributing factors. It definitely took that family group. Yeah, effort. people who help with like, you know, website design and sure, you know, just it, it's it takes a, a, a village to raise it. And, and, you know, discussion combustion is not about Kevin and I. It's it's about having a place, a platform for people to to feel heard. Like we had a uh, Dr. Maria Michael on. That was a great episode, and she really? talked about yeah the, the struggles of uh, Native Americans in America, and that, that is often skipped over by the media. So, and there's been so many other great ones too, but that one really struck a chord with me. And and you know it was something that felt right to do. And and so it's not it's not about Kevin and I. It's about creating that platform for anybody. Yeah, just kind of being the vessels of it, just like you guys do. I mean, you guys are the vessels for a lot of people to get their words out and and to interact with people. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of the fun part about it. Yeah, you're right. We've had a lot of very diverse guests on. Like we range from even this week alone, we've had a voice actor on. We had then an MMA journalist on, and you know, most recently we've had a a Melissa Bernstein, who's a you know self-made millionaire who's after coming out with her own book about how she struggled in life with existential depression and anxiety so yeah we we we, we, we range you know yeah m- much like yourselves that's you know i think that that's that's one thing we definitely have in common we kind of hit everything including yeah, other think, podcasts yeah and that's a great way to do it right i mean because we're not we're not putting ourselves in a box so to speak you guys are really good at literally covering all topics. You guys do some fight stuff. You do some live videos, you interact with yeah, podcasts. Sure. I mean, that's, that's kind of the name of the game. You're not, you're not restricting the content. And I think that's a lot of fun and, and I respect your guys' hustle. Yeah. I mean, let me re let me reiterate how much we respect the hustle because like you guys, and I said this on our show, I want to say it on yours too, but you guys haven't been around as long as DCPC, but you're crushing the episodes. You have more than double the episodes. You're constantly online working doing live streams like it takes dedication you know and so what do you guys think like is the best advice because there's so many people who want to jump into podcasting you know what what do you think is the best advice for for some a newbie like somebody who wants to get started i i was i was going to ask you guys actually do you, do you think it's too late to start podcasting because i've a heard good some question. big names say like fucking mark away me um, a lot, a lot of big names saying like, if you just want to have a podcast that isn't a niche, you're probably too late. If you want to sit down and talk to your buddies, you might, it might be a bit too late, um, unless you put in like ridiculous amounts of work or, or you're famous. What, what, what do you think about that? I, I think that's a good question, Jared. Honestly, I do because I think we saw that a little bit when we started this show. I remember telling Arthur, I was like, man, this train is leaving, mm-hmm. this plane's taking off, and if we don't jump on it now, I think we might miss it. But even with that mentality, it still takes, just like you guys do, I mean, consistent dedication to it, you know, consistent quality content. That That's really what it takes to make it. But is it too late? I don't know. Um, niche specific, I think that's a good point to bring up because a lot of people are into the true crime or they're into comedy or whatever it is. But our style of shows, it's it's becoming very difficult to separate yourselves from, from what's going well, yeah, on. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're just like a Joe Schmo, like, you know, we just do our normal jobs 
it, you know, you really have to go into it with these, you know, cause it, it depends what you would say is making it like what, what is making it? So is it having fun every single week and, and, and doing something that you enjoy doing, you know, and you keep showing up for that, you know, it all depends what your expectations are. Cause you could have a lot of fun with podcasting for sure. I mean, I've had a blast. Um, I, I don't ever think it's going to be too late for people to create and, and, and bring out a product that people are interested in listening to, you know, maybe they're trying to steer it away because they're afraid people are, are going to start, you know, getting, in, getting some of the cream, you know, maybe that's why that news is out there. Well, I mean, when you look at it, you know, compared to the music business, right. Everybody was always struggling to be a musician, singer, yeah. stand out, you know, and, and literally everybody has a podcast now or everybody wants to jump on that so i think it does it has to do with individual goals and, if and you're there's doing so it, many though there's, there's just so many flux it, there's so many yeah. i mean there's not enough hours in our lifetime to keep up with all the content that's been produced but i think you bring up good point art if you're having fun doing it then that's that's the main goal if the goal is to be successful doing it i think that's where it becomes difficult because of the level of competition yeah you got to be in you got to be ready for the long grind yeah if you want to make some money it would definitely throw someone who wants us to get into podcasting, throw them off a little bit if you go onto Twitter and look up podcasts because there's just an influx of, even something, if it's something like true crime, whereas like there's so much competition so in, in, in that topic alone. Like if you want to look up a true crime podcast on one subject, there's around about a hundred podcasts covering the same murder and they probably watch oh. each other's podcasts to like- And, and get ideas. Yeah, yeah. I could yeah. see that. We yeah. actually took a dive into that recently with Steve Cantwell on, yeah. and he turned in a serial killer. Uh, and, you know, that, that video kind of blew up a little bit for us. And, you know, some of the stories we get here, I know you have the same thing. They're mental. Like, we, we both had had chats with John Rinke, for example, and some of the stuff that, that he, he's told us, and I, I've seen your episode with him, the stuff he told you, is crazy. And, yeah. you know... I, if you didn't talk to him, you would never know because you're probably not going to look up one of the podcasts he did. You might just kind of scroll across it, but that's a good point. So, so yeah, that is a good crazy point. stuff, man. There, yeah, a lot of crazy stuff. You know, stones get unturned. You know, you, you get a guest on that maybe has done X amount of shows. You know, I've always said, I, I think one of the reasons I really like podcasts, and I don't know if, if you lads agree with this or not, but like the, the mainstream kind of talk shows, especially here in the States, seem a little bit scripted, kind of fake. And I think that's really where. I caught an eye for podcasts. It was, it's just cool to see the real side of people, Yeah, you know, see, see them drinking beer, see them talking about stuff that, you know, matters to them and eliminating some of that pre-scripted fake kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. That was yeah. the appeal for me. Mm -hmm. That's why it works. But yeah. just what you're saying there, Thomas, with regards to, you know, Twitter podcasts, like it does kind of look like, you know, the days of starting a new one might, might be, might be gone. Like, because we, we we've seen people who said they've been podcasting for five years and they only finally hit a thousand downloads or they've been doing it for a year to get a thousand downloads if you're doing it a year you don't have a thousand downloads man that's that's that must be rough uh, yeah like there, there is a marketing part part to it like we couldn't just post this video no thumbnail no tags no nothing never yeah advertise sure. it it would just flop maybe like a four views because someone was up at three o'clock in the morning in Belarus and scroll and pressed it like, <laughs> you know, it's so true. No, you're absolutely right, man. 
And that's, that's exactly what it takes, but that's a big commitment too, to the business. I mean, and, and maybe some of these guys that aren't hitting those thousand downloads aren't putting in that work, you know, they're just putting it out there and hoping that something's going to happen. And, and I think the later we get, you know, 2019, 2020, 2021 with podcasting, it takes that consistent effort, yeah. the work that you guys put in. I mean, we were looking at your channel. It's like, man, these guys are just, you're constantly putting up content and that's what it takes. I mean, we could get better at doing that ourselves. You know, I mean, it's oh, just, sure. there's always something you can do, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, uh, the, the way it happened for us, I was on Reddit and I was like, I'm sick of advertising all the time. So I was like, I was in this thing, this this one called like new tubers or whatever. So it's new YouTubers to give each other advice. And I said, okay, here's here's the channel. We've been at it for a year. We've done bits with it. What do you recommend? And the first thing I got was your thumbnails are shit. <laughs> and I just went and overhauled the whole thing. And straight away, results are just, we've nearly tripled the amount of views we get in a day which yeah i mean first impression right because that that truly is the first impression that people get is that image and i mean it's it's been a learning curve for us too like originally we just took pictures with the person that was with us that that week when we were audio only and then from there when we first went video then we would take you know just pictures of that video and then recently got the software where you know you could single out and then put backgrounds and try to you know just keep constant growth yeah, exactly. I mean, because that that's also an area that helped us to grow as well was that thumbnail, you know, that kind of presentation delivery, you know, because when you're scrolling through, you know, Spotify or YouTube, whatever people are tuning in on, it's easier to say, ah, this isn't catching my eye. It, it's, it's that grab of attention. You know, some people call it clickbait or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're trying to grab the attention of the show and the experiences that happen. And uh, I see you guys, you, you do really well with that. And, and we're still kind of in a learning curve on that. I mean, every week we learn something new on what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. No, that's literally it. Like you have to make a thousand mistakes. Like you put in your ten thousand hours. I think I said that when I was in yours. And that's literally it, lads. But I think you know the the longer you wait to start it, the less likely you are to succeed with it. Because everyone nowadays make content. Make, makes content. People's grandmothers make content. People's grandmothers have OnlyFans. You know, so everyone's I, making content. And I bet you that they sell, you know, because people want to just check it out. Even if you're not into that, you might just want to check it out one time, you know? First you of all, I don't think... Something? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to see me on OnlyFans. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't plan on ever joining that, but for the people that do, good for them. You know, Jared apparently just recently found mine and I was unaware, <laughs> unaware, <laughs> I was unaware of its existence. But like, yeah, you know, you're, you're all wear, you're all wearing the Shrek outfit in that. So you seen it too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we, we were just doing a live stream earlier and I just, so someone said something about OnlyFans. It's like, oh yeah, I seen Thomas's the other day. You know, so, so some of the shit you end up saying online when you're recording, sometimes you just kind of forget you're recording. Oh yeah. Uh, it happens all the time. Those are, those are some of the best moments though, too, yeah. because that's when like the real shit starts to happen. Mm-hmm. But, but go, kind of going back to um, to what we were talking about, like, you know, yeah, people's grandmas are coming up with their own podcast. Like everybody's got one nowadays. But w- one thing that Kevin and I decided was that we need to follow the CQC. And that's to be consistent, have like consistent as in showing up every week, getting it done every single week, uploading every single week. It's consistent, good quality. So, you know, invest in the good equipment. You know, it's, it costs more, but, you know, it's, it's going to have that quality. So get the equipment and then get the content, having Awfully Irish on, having, you know, John Rinky on, ha- having whoever comes on, making sure that content is good too. So people are, are, are feeling full 
and, and, and like they did enjoy a conversation with the friends. Yeah, that was the blueprint. You know, that's what we set out. So if we can stick to these three things, let's let's see what happens. And, and that's probably been our most successful trajectory outside of, you know, the added SEO work and a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff, you know, that I'm sure you guys can relate to as well. Yeah. Don't even start on SEO, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I've been going ham on that. We, yeah, we have too. We got, you know, Resident Evil, that game that came out? We yes. We someone on from that. And I spent probably good to two hours changing descriptions, changing the thumbnail, changing the tags to try just to, just for a chance to have it ranked somewhere in like Resident Evil, just, just that word. And mm-hmm. um, in the end, I settled for like Resident Evil main villain, Resident Evil, blah, blah, blah. But um, it could be hard. It could be seriously hard. No matter how niche you think your video might be, there's probably some more that are like it. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the because I used to do music heavily. I still have a huge music, you know, passion. You know, I like to freestyle and rap like that's really my thing. But um, about all that, like it's you got to you got to stick to the passion and, and you have to like have have a reason, a drive to do it and, and keep showing up. And one thing that you have to know is that everything's been done before. Like it's all been done. Every noise has been made. Every discussion has been had. Like, so if you go into it like that, like, hey, like it, this might not be original content, but I'm going to make it unique at least. You, you know, that's one mindset as a creator that I think it's kind of wise to think about that sort of things. Like we're not doing anything that hasn't been done before. We're just doing it our own way. I like that, that. That's it. That's it. I really like that. It's better than, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It, it's it's certainly a weird one but do you guys think like if you started the podcast today that you you would have had like the same kind of success yeah like i guess my question is if, if you started today and gave the same amount of time you've had so far do you think you would have been equally as successful or because you started earlier you had an advantage i think that's a good question man it's something i, I really haven't thought about till right now um I think that the time when we did start in 2019, it did feel kind of like, you know, let's get this rolling. Time is of the essence. So, I mean, to answer that, honestly, I think that we might've missed the mark had we have just started. I, you know, I feel like we would have missed some of the algorithms, missed some of the momentum, missed some of the guest opportunities that were oh, presented sure. just from the timeline. Yeah. Um, so, so I do, I do think that starting it now, we wouldn't have had the success that we did two years ago. Yeah. yeah. And like, as unfortunate as it was the pandemic was if you, if you were a content creator man that was one of the best times to be around mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah our our guest next week uh demer's best podcast john of all trades um he he flat out came out and said man this has been the best opportunity for me as a podcaster we can't wait to have him in studio next week to, to kind of elaborate on some of that but he said man everybody's available now everybody can zoom you know you have yeah. access to everybody yeah, yeah. that's starting to change it. now we've had to actually deal with people who are working again imagine that actors yeah. back working yeah <laughs> rude <laughs> yeah very, very rude yeah. imagine not being around to do our podcast for <laughs> an entire hour i know what the heck's going on here guys come on well you're not available now i know, do you know it has been great it's uh <laughs> i was gonna like, get clipped by someone yeah um <laughs> but no like it, it, it's 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 cool that there's stuff going on again because like with the style of stuff we do which is like a lot of interview based stuff if everyone was doing nothing you run out of things to discuss like we we after black ops cold war came out we were kind of stuck because 
no other games were being made. There was no major voice acting gigs being done. But then out of nowhere, Resident Evil came out. We were able to grab a bunch of people. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys rope in some high caliber. I, I, I swear it. Like it's... Kevin's always hollering at me. He's like, "Did you see? <laughs> oh yeah. Did, did you see who they just had on? Yeah. I mean, it's no joke, man. We're big fans of you guys for sure, and it's true. Like, I, I don't know if I asked you this on our show, but I'm gonna ask you on your show. What's what's some of your your methods and, and approaches to getting some of these high caliber guests on your program? You know, because a lot of ours is just throwing stuff on the wall and seeing what sticks, yeah. just trying things. But you guys are really good about landing consistent, high caliber guests, and that that takes that takes a talent. Do you want the secret ads? You want the secret? You want you want the sauce? <laughs> I mean, if if you really need a, if it's super trade secret, we could save it for post show. But I think everybody would like to hear this. Yeah, in fairness, you have to sell your soul. <laughs> you have to have zero morals about you man zero principles you would do whatever it takes you don't accept no as an answer you email you you just they say no and you start calling them answer the phone johnny knoxville come on you start hounding them man we have a very simple philosophy and people ask us this a lot actually and man it's literally just you you ask and if they say no okay and if they say yeah, yeah cool you move you know, on, yeah. We, I say I say we email the same thirty people every month. You know, there's a there's actually like a certain amount of people we want on the podcast, and they just never respond. But you know what, man? Someday they'll be looking through their emails and they'll see it. You know, Chael Sonnen, to... if you're seeing this, how's it going, Chael? Please get on our podcast, will you? I know you're a big fan. I want to connect. No, uh, yeah. so it's a mixture of IMDb Pro uh, as of recently, just just to be able to get in contact with actors and their agents but during the pandemic instagram was to go to because everyone was on their fucking phone but now yep. they're, they're working again you need to go to the representatives that's what we're doing at the moment so we use yep. if we can't find a representative it goes to instagram and if it's not instagram we hope we have someone who knows them and yeah. that was how we got Mardellas Rays. um you know he played menendez in black ops 2 main villain uh we, we had a friend jamesy burns who who had him on the show, who worked with him in um, Black Ops 2 and was able to land it, land it for us. And then we have other people who are way bigger than us who without that contact couldn't access him. Yeah. So go figure, like the entire entertainment business, it's who you know. And people, oh, may, people may not like right. that, but yeah, it's not going to be handed to you. You're not going to be handed Robert Downey Jr. on a silver platter. You got to well, so, know So people. what we do is, is, is uh, you know, DCPC, Awfully Irish, you know, what we do is we start that revolving door. You know, let's start spinning it. Let's throw some some people some ways. That's the it, man. Switch room, man. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 did, I had something like that recently. There, there was a guy and he had some characters on from an old cartoon, but he found one of our videos and we had an old cartoon character on and he's like, you guys want to do a swap? <laughs> so, uh, nice. you know. It, and some of the best people that, I mean, everybody that we've talked to has been amazing. But man, what what great referrals we've received. And, you know, I was, it, you know, coming from from Denver, Colorado, like I've lived here my whole life. And then and then being able to have this opportunity to talk to to boys like you across, you know, seven hours difference. Like it's, it's, a, it's a bit humbling, you know, and it's it's just so awesome. All the connections that we make and yeah, some of the best people that we spoke to are people that were referred to us. And, you know, once we start building that community, so yeah, we're going to, th- we're going to throw you guys a couple, we, we're yeah. going to do some brainstorming. We, we probably got some in the bag already. Well, well and that's, when we're finished this lads, 
we'll, we'll, we'll give it a go. I have a bunch of paper ready to start writing down. Oh, yeah. So. And that's what it's about, man. Like we were saying earlier, um, you know, connecting with you guys, I think, was was really exciting for us. You know, it was, it was cool to see you start popping up on, on YouTube. And, and I, I just love the fact that two shows can kind of come together, collaborate. Because, I mean, we both interviewed, like we said, a lot of different guests and stuff like that. But I think you guys are the first podcast that we've interacted with that haven't been somewhat in studio. We've yes. never done, you know, the Zoom invite true, stuff actually. with another podcast. So that, that you know, the technology that we have at our fingertips and the availability of that does speak volume to how cool it is. And I would agree with what you were saying about Instagram being during the pandemic. That That's how we landed some of our, you know, what do you want to call them? High caliber guests. You know, everybody, you yeah. know, everybody's a person at the end of the day. But IG was a great opportunity. And to piggyback off what you were saying with now reaching out to their agents, we're kind of in that same boat now because people are working again. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a revolving door. It's a constant innovation. You got to adapt with what's going on. And you got to stay after it. Like you guys said, sending 30 emails a week, whatever it takes. Yeah, you get, you get more no's. A day. Yeah. Yeah. That's more it, more no's than take. yeses. That's so that's the true answer to, to the question is how how is awfully Irish landing these people? They grind harder. They they send more invites than anybody else does. And so they get more responses. You know, they're play, you, you guys are playing the numbers game. That's you know, the thing. Even even like the referrals, like people telling you to get on the podcast, that doesn't even work for us as well. There's one man who we've had around six or seven people tell him to get on our podcast. But for the love of God, Badlands Chugs, please. He, he <laughs> have, we have every, we, we are friends with several competitive eaters. For the love of God, man. Our friends are your friends, man. Come on. Come on, man. Nick, Mickey, Michelle, they've all told you to get on the podcast. You're not watching this. Why am I talking to you? Get on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk when you're here. But yeah, that, that, that guy, Badlands Chugs, He's uh, you probably know who he is. He's a competitive eater, but he's known for chugging, like drinks or whatever. Um, there's many memes been made out of him as a result. Um, that sounds like a rough gig, honestly. To do that as as your gig, like would you're. You, would you rather be a builder or drink stuff? Like a builder, as in like. Like would you would you like back breaking work or drink stuff? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I've done a lot of labor in my life, and <laughs> I, I kind of enjoy swinging a hammer, but it, it is very laborious and hard on your joints, and, and you got to get low all the time. So for long-term health, of course, I'm, I would rather drink stuff. <laughs> yeah. Good yourself. But I do like swinging hammers, so that's fun. Drinking and eating. <laughs> we were trying to get a competitive eater on here, too, one of our uh... – one of our business guys, he recommended, I think his name is Matt Stoney. Yes. He does a lot yeah, of competitive yeah. eating challenges. Yeah we, so we're, yeah, we know Matt. Okay. Yeah, we're trying to get him on the show. Um, Wait, so you guys know him? him? Hook us up with that. Um, well, I say we know Refer him. a we friend. Know, we've, we've, we know of him. This is another, another like, get on the Awfully Irish podcast kind of thing, you know? like We're friends with his friends. Like, okay. like, stuff. Like, like, like I said, like, Mickey Sudo, she's, like, the number <laughs> one female competitive eater in the world. And then she's, she's, um... She's engaged to Nick Weary, who's like ranked number six, like of of the like of all the competitive eaters. And then we had Michelle Lesko on, and she has Guinness World Records in like mm. you know the fastest person to eat like what was mayo. it like mayo like, ice cream like eight 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 jars of mayonnaise. So <laughs> and like she was, it, like, it was almost well, it was, was it in a minute or two minutes? Let me look up the record here real quick on my phone. Yeah. But she's, eight. Uh, yeah, eight jars she, of mayonnaise. Ew. I'll, I'll actually yeah. tell you how much it is, man. Almost breaking my record, but I, it wasn't official. So. <laughs> well, 
you know, I hope I hope you had a good shower record after that because I'll be like laying in bed. I'll, I'll okay. have to wash my sheets the next you're day. Sweating man. All right, lots, yeah. lots. You're, you're good. You're, <laughs> yeah. you, might, you actually might throw up here. Okay, Michelle Carbord <laughs> Shell. How you getting on, Michelle? Love you. But uh, she holds the Guinness World Record for the most mayonnaise eaten in three minutes, and she ate eighty six point two five ounces. So that's around I don't know three and a half jars, but it's still you know it's still a lot in three minutes. You know, That's a lot of mayo, man. It's too yeah. much mayo. I mean, do you have to hold it down? Yes. That's got to be part I'm of the challenge. Sure. I mean, yeah. but she did this as well, same day as doing like the ice cream one and so on. Yeah, she's mm. like the fastest person to eat a bowl of ice cream or something as well. She's yeah. she's mad. Or no, it wasn't ice cream, it was hot dog, wasn't it? She's the fast, rec- she's the record for eating a hot yeah. dog the fastest. Oh, it's, it's, it's Mickey has the ice cream one. Yeah, yeah. Mickey has she had, ice it was like a really warm, sunny day, but she had to be wrapped in blankets because her core temperature dropped so low. From eating all this wow. ice cream, like, I mean, how how do you how do you work through the uh, the brain freeze? Yeah, that's that's weird. You know, how do that's, how do you work through that? That's a whole other level of commitment. Yeah, like she wouldn't have touched the roof of her mouth, so she was basically drinking it at that point. Hmm. I don't know if I could do it. I don't no. know if I could I could do it's it. A rough gig, man. Because yeah. even if you look at them, most of them, like you guys you said, you're having Matt Stoney. Matt Stoney's tiny. Like none of them really look like like Mickey and Michelle are. They're, they're, they're smaller than me and Jared, like smaller than you guys. And well, th- then there's Nick. And uh, Nick's one of those. Um, 210 pounds, 4% body fat, maybe two. Jacked. He's fucking jacked. He's a. Uh, really? He's, yeah, he's and he's a competitive jacked. leader. But the thing is, and I, I think this is legit, the day after you see one of his pictures from competitive eating, you can see that he's put something on. But then, like, it'll be gone the next gym picture or something. He works yeah. it off. Yeah, I don't know. I just I remember watching. Did you guys ever watch that Man vs. Food with Adam Richman? It was it was maybe ten yeah. years ago. That was, that was I've seen show. some of those. Yeah. You know, that's kind of where I first started observing. I mean, competitive eating has always been a thing. Hot dog eating competition and all that kind of stuff. I just don't know if I could do it. I think the only competition I'd feel comfortable maybe trying is like maybe a beer drinking competition. But even that, I feel like I'd get defeated. Oh yeah, it would not feel comfortable. No, I don't think so, man. Yeah. That, that's a rough one. That's a rough one. That's. <laughs> Well, I mean, because you from th- SEO to this, how do we get here? I mean, I mean, you're <laughs> drinking a beer super fast. You're chugging, chug a lugging, and then all of a sudden you got to belch, you got to burp, you got to keep chugging. That sounds difficult to me. It sounds like a lot of things are happening at once that I can't necessarily control. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's sounds rough, lads. I'll tell you that one. He, um, I think Kevin's trying to go mid grade right now, not chugging every second, but I'm just enjoying being on the Awfully Irish podcast. I know. Come on, man. We're 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 technically hitting Ireland right now on our journey. <laughs> you know, this is Fair this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I had a question for you there. What was this? Um, oh yeah, since we're talking about guests, who's your dream guest? Oh, a dream guest would be I. I would I would personally like to talk to a major motivational speaker, you know, and I might just steal because I haven't, I know of Jocko Willing, Kevin introduced me to Jocko. It'd, it'd be really cool to have him on. And just because I'm, I'm, I like the self build. I like the self help. I like the positive affirmation, you know, the, the stay hungry, be a lion, you know, be the hungriest, you know, the elephants are bigger. The rhinos are bigger. Why is the lion the king? Cause it's the hungriest. You know, I, I like that kind of mentality and, and, and stay strong like that. And I, I feel like that'd be a fun guest to have somebody that helps motivate. Jocko would be great. I, I can't argue that dream guest. That's a tough question guys. Yeah. I mean, Cause there's just so many good ones out there. Jocko, that's a good one though, Art. 
I, I would have thought of that. I think maybe Dwayne Johnson would be good. The Rock. Um, I don't know anyone who's ever interviewed the, the Rock. I know, I know. That's, he's he's a tough guy to nail down. If you and want then to probably have his agent's number. Geez, oh, let's I, do it. I got I got rejected by The Rock maybe like two three weeks ago. Like, can, it, well, can you do the eyebrow? He'll probably. Oh, can you no. do the people's eyebrow? No, I can't do the eyebrow. <laughs> Come on, give it a shot. We can see it right now. No, I can't. Man. <laughs> let's see if I can do it, Art. All right, all right. Your hat's in the way. No one can. Yeah, let me move the hat. Let me move the hat. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Kevin. Oh, could... yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, I mean, Jerry could do it. Though. Yeah. Oh, there. That's he got way better than mine. He, he blew us all away. He could do the wave. You got it. Do the wave. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, <laughs> you guys got some talents, man. That's uh, when you sit at a desk all day, lads. It happens. Yeah. How many of y'all out there got eyebrow game? You know, that's something you got to think about before you just start dating. Mm. <laughs> I don't even mind. If you're watching that podcast, this podcast, you definitely fucking tried that at home. Like you did. <laughs> you did. You caught. I taught you. Come on. Good lad. Good woman. Oh, that yeah. is great. Yeah. So, the boys and the lads are, are ladies the ladies what, what do you mean well like how because like lads is something i haven't really heard until i started talking talking to you gentlemen i know i've been using that term and, a lot now and um lads. you know what, what do we with your lads yeah yeah what do we call the ladies i like that yeah what, what do you guys call uh, the ladies ladines no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Even i would have i would have believed that thomas i would have believed it ladines no you, you call them the, the ladies really it's the lads and the yeah. ladies. Lads okay. And the ladies. okay i like it yeah yeah okay i, I can't even think of something else that Someone would be respectful really. yeah <laughs> we're just gonna bypass that yeah segueing <laughs> on to taking the exit on the highway yeah, you I know like exit. Like all right all right lads. I've, I've got a good one for you now genuine let's do it and i came up with this one i, I want to know what, what's your guys like favorite conspiracy theory because i i have a favorite i know jared has a favorite but we'll, let's start with you first because Mine one's fucking. Ye- mine's fucking insane. He told this to an actor, okay. and the actor laughed his ass off. <laughs> like he was, he was trying to be serious about it, and he just couldn't. He couldn't hold it anymore. I'm gonna let Kevin go first on this one. Yeah, he put me on the spot. You know, conspiracy theories are just interesting. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, you know, anytime I I even dance around that rabbit hole of a conspiracy theory, it makes me really. I don't know. It gives me a weird feeling. Uh, they're interested and entertained. I think the first time I was introduced to conspiracy theories was was 9-11, you know, here in the States. And that 9-11 was a staged, uh, pre-planned, you know, kind of orchestrated by the American government. That was the first time that I remember hearing about conspiracy theories, you know, mm-hmm. j- just being in my age group. And then, and then from there, it just kind of snowballed, you know, was the moon landing real, you know, flat earth. I mean, you name it, there's a bunch. But do I have a favorite? I don't know, because I can't say I believe in any of them. Uh, I would say that the one that I spent the most time researching on my own was the 9-11 conspiracy. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, I, I would, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of that a little bit. And, you know, because that, you know, the whole Pentagon thing and like, you know, saying that that's an airplane that hit that and, you know, that, that kind of opened the door for me on my level of suspicion of truth. And, I feel like it's always safe to have a little suspicion of media and, and truth and to question things, you know, and, and maybe dive a little deeper. Obviously the rabbit hole goes deep, so you don't want to go too deep in that, but um, you know, I would say the Illuminati, like the people who run, run the world behind the, the governments, because that's, that's a conspiracy. You know, isn't it like the Masons 
but like I, I don't know the illuminati if that does exist i think that's one of the most interesting ones because you know then you have this group that's just pulling all the strings you know presidents are puppets and and everybody is under the influence and doesn't even know so so i'm gonna go with the illuminati Pretty good one. Pretty interesting. Can I, can I just go back? The Illuminati is a good, a good one in fairness. That just kind of... We've all seen, like, huge videos on it and blah, blah, blah. But with the, with the 9-11 one, like, what, what aspect, like, has your interest there? Well, I mean, there's just a lot of evidence that point... Like, you know, money getting moved out of World Trade Center 11, which wasn't one of the tall buildings you know, like a day or two before, and then also World Trade Center 11 completely crumbling, even though that wasn't even hit by a plane. And then how, like there was, they slowed down the video and I swear it looked like demo charges. Like they point that out as the buildings are falling. You know, it's it looks like if you watch con controlled demolition, it looks like a controlled demolition project where the building falls right where it stands it didn't topple over you know nothing fell off in like an oblong way there's just a lot of different questions and then and then the whole reason you know to go into war and, and fight all these different foreign conflicts and you, you know there's all these reasons behind why that was such a huge pivotal moment in america and for the world you know it's just well and again i think it, it came back to like the convincing you know loose change i think was the first documentary i saw of a, like a, a conspiracy kind of leaning influential documentary, you know, I, that, that, that to me is why I chose nine 11 because there's so many of them. Now I can't say I have a favorite, but because that one stood out the most to me of, of like taking my time and energy of trying to understand what was going on and watching all this stuff, not saying I believe any of it, but I found it very interesting. And I think that there is loose change with some of it. You mentioned the Pentagon, you know, there's no footage of it. Mm. It just, and that's the rabbit hole part, right? Because then you start to question everything yeah 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 and then you can go off the deep end too far and you can end up like likes of alex jones but no i i, I maybe, maybe there's something to that i you know we're from ireland so like i never really investigated that i was, I was just a young young lad when that happened i was how old how old would i have been i've been two two when that happened oh wow here wow. you are young and man you look you look yeah. good though man i was got, got the haircut i just need a compliment Hey, you know, I was going to comment on that. I was going to tell you that your hair is looking good. I like the fresh trim, you know. You look, you guys look good, know it. Man. We, hey, uh, hey, now. now. Not to get off topic, because I, I really, I do love your guys' questions, but I have to tell you guys, when we were doing our promo video of, of, of pushing out, you know, the episode of 101 when you guys were on our show, and we, we, we were cutting the content of you, you know, showing the crossbow, yeah. and then you telling Thomas he was sexy. Well, I don't know if we've ever <laughs> laughed that hard in the studio doing some promotional work oh we were we were dying in here and because everyone's cracking up super hard in that shit too it was that was a fun moment man uh, man good, good sense of humor so thomas what what was yours then because you said oh, no. you, you had a, a nuts one jared do you want to go first man before i absolutely go the off best the for last yeah. okay okay I'm, I'm, excuse me i'm gonna go off the rails like <laughs> he's just i already know what it's going to come with but like uh, i know i, I kind of Believe, believe, okay. I'm not sure how much I believe it. I think it's an interesting concept if there's anything to it. The idea that you know we might have been tampered with when we were in our, our like, I guess more primal stages, 
because we're, we're so fucking different from any other hominid. You know, there, there, there was basically nothing else like us. And some of the leaps in technology we made were, were pretty, pretty incredible. Um, so the depictions of gods were pretty, I guess, similar across cultures. So like maybe some kind of alien intervention. I think if there's anything to that, it's kind of cool. But especially yeah, with the UFO, I like that UFO stuff being, um, you know, being being shown by the U.S. government at the moment. So. Yeah, no, I, I believe in that Mesopotamia, that that the the first civilization, was the one that has all these questions. And all these, you know, what's up with the clay art? What, what's up with these scriptures? Like, why, how all of a sudden did these early, that the first civilization have a 12-month calendar? Like, before, like, people, like, yeah, I've, I've kind of dived into some of that stuff. All the conspiracy stuff is a lot of fun. It is. You know? It makes you think. You know, you think a little bit outside the box. I mean, like you're saying, there, there is a lot of, you know, footage and things that are starting to surface. You know, the Navy's coming out saying, hey, we got this on there. We're seeing some, some UFOs. You know, I know Rogan's been been having some guys on, and he's been entertaining that as well. I just, you know, what I, I think is funny about it, guys. Since we talked. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not, it's not doing it for me anymore. Yeah, I, and I can understand why. You know, I think I think that his audience is a lot of his audience is feeling that same way. I try to keep tabs on what he's doing. You know, there's been some interesting guests on there, but um, I always find it interesting with these UFO clips that are coming out now that the U.S. government is releasing some of their footage. It's always so grainy. You know, mm-hmm. the footage just isn't that good. Um, and that's, I think that's what a lot of people I, I think on. I saw like an explanation on, on why that is. Why is that? And it's because you're, you're dealing with, um, you know, air density and there's molecules in the air. And so, you, you know, if it's a far away object and you're in a flying plane and that's moving, and then you also have another moving object, like it's, it's a lot to, to do well. And, you know, the, I think that the, they released it recently, but it was from like, 2014 was when that footage was from or something like that well i didn't know that that clears that up (laughs) i think i'm not no i'm not the expert here but (laughs) yeah it's it's uh, i'd like there to be some kind of truth to it nothing too scary nothing too serious but you know yourself all right, right, go on. Go mind. Okay. All right, all right. Thomas is about blow to our minds, Thomas. Thomas. About to blow our minds. Okay, okay. So, as we all know, we had the pandemic last year. Really tragic stuff. You know, bad time for a lot of people. Got me thinking, though. I see where this is going. I was thinking. You have no idea where this is going. I, I, okay, I have an idea. I'll be honest if I don't or do it by the time you're finished. So, I was wondering, man, like, well, it made me think because wasn't there like a, a pandemic back in the 1920s as well? And then yes. it made me think that there was also another pandemic in the 1820s and the 1720s. So we're seeing a pattern every hundred years, there's a pandemic. And I thought, huh, that's weird. Then I go with something else. How close have you guys gotten to a bird? No, 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 no. Okay, no. allow me, please. <laughs> <laughs> every hundred years, Okay. They've got to change the batteries in the birds. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Stay with me here, because you're thinking with you. batteries in the birds. Thomas, the birds aren't real? That conspiracy? Are you thinking, Thomas, wouldn't the batteries just die, you know? Oh, isn't that weird that birds emigrate every year to some other part of the world? <laughs> Maybe to recharge? I don't know. But here, man, I'm just, I'm just letting it all loose. You ever see that clip of the bird and Putin? 
<laughs> oh, oh, where it's like, yeah, or the, yeah, because it respects authority because it knows it fucking knows, man. <laughs> Trust me. Now, I know what you guys are thinking, Thomas, you're out of your mind, you're fucking crazy. Am I though? I mean, how close have, isn't it weird that birds fly off as soon as you get close to them? Because they don't want you to see anything <laughs> up close, man. I mean, I'm just, I, 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 I'm just a messenger. Don't shoot me. Who you want to kill? No. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. I don't know if I believe it. I definitely do. <laughs> you know, I don't know, man. The birds aren't real. No, man. So I've, I've heard of the. I've heard of this one. I'm so, not familiar with this one. So, so, I'm so people. Here. So people have this idea that. All the birds are surveillance drones, technically. Okay. Maybe and, I have heard that. And, and that birds aren't real. Um, Prove me wrong. Do yeah, you ever see cave paintings of birds? Next question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's Man, funny. That is going down deep inside the rabbit hole, isn't it? I mean, but what about, like, the whole dinosaur thing and all and all that, you know? Yeah. Do you guys think... Have you read in Flat Earth? They're not... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry, whalebone thing. What do you think about yeah, whalebone oh, yeah, the... in the mountains? What what proof of dinosaurs do you have? Except you know the, the the bodies they find in the ground. Do you know what that is, my friend? I'm really gonna get in the rabbit hole here. It's a <laughs> test by God. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, prove it. He he's testing us to see if we still believe in him because he we find this stuff. We go, oh my God, maybe he wasn't real. Nah, 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 nah. That's, that's what they want you to think. What do you like, Thomas? <laughs> he said this to David Payton from One Division, and he lost his shit. He he was he was at his ass off. Yeah, he um, said he he said he'd tell Chris Hemsworth about me, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, um, you know, put it out there. You know, there's a lot of people doing it. Conspiracy. I mean, it's a big thing. People are making YouTube channels just off that spewing conspiracy. That's true. It's amazing. That's true. It's just yeah. amazing. So don't make it your living because you'll get demonetized fairly fast. Yes, you um, will. Yeah. No. <laughs> that that was just so funny, Thomas. When you said the first time, like, yeah. What, what do you think is a pandemic every hundred years? Because they gotta change the batteries in the birds. That's, That's pretty funny. That is, that is pretty good. <laughs> he was, that is he, pretty. He good. was pretty excited for that one. That was good, man. So, what, thinking? so what, what about the whole COVID-19 conspiracy? The Chinese lab thing? You, no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what if, like, COVID-19 was never a thing? Like, because that's a conspiracy, too, where it's like, you, you know, all, everything gets shut down, and, and then all of a sudden people lose their rights willingly, and, and so governments gain control. And, and, like, you know, there's this whole conspiracy about COVID-19. You know, so that's that's an interesting one too. Yeah, I, I you think know, I mean, if you know anyone who's like in biology, you'll you'll have it figured. Yeah, but um, yeah, and I'm not advocating yeah. for that by any means. But since no, we're talking interesting ones, that 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 one's fun to kind of you know talk about and like why why did they create it or what's really happening while everything is shut down? Like you know, I I you know I like I like the thing like why was it created because there's a lot of different theories and I would actually start like. Everybody knows the whole like bat story, but I don't know how true that is. Uh, did, there was did, a guy, did you tell me? Yeah, 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 I was about to ask about the there guy. There's a guy from the Who who said like, you know, bats are just native to that area. Wuhan isn't like this place that has wet markets. It's a city. He said it was like the Chicago of yeah of China. So, you know, to an outsider that may that make sense, but you know, it, it's supposed to be a city. There was a lab there that's had breaches before. 
Um, they never disproved that it didn't come from the lab. They were just told not to investigate it any further. And he, he was from the WHO, so it's not I really a conspiracy if it's directly reported from him. Um, I forget his name. He had an episode in the Joe Rogan experience. Um, yep. Yep, yeah, I watched Kevin that one. showed me that. Yeah, he's I watched that one. Yeah, and, and, and he it's, did. It's interesting because he he said like I might not be in the Who anymore for talking about this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I literally. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what Rogan said. I think he just quoted him. He's like, "Yep, not after this, he won't be." You yeah. know, but and I admire people like that. I don't necessarily call them whistleblowers because that term has been thrown around so loosely now. It's like let's let, let's give out the truth. You yes. know, it's not a whistleblow if this is what's actually happening. Is my yeah. my opinion on it. Yeah. And you come up with this whistleblower statement to try to make it seem like people are doing the wrong thing for exposing corruption. Like, get out of here with your phrases that try to silence my rightful opinion of the truth. You know, that, that's how I feel about that. Thank you for bringing that up, yeah. Kevin. <laughs> oh, it, it's, it's a rough one. Uh, it is. Do you guys know who Professor Dave is? He's like, a, he's like a Dave Freeman. He's a, he's a big YouTuber. We've had him on the show. He's really fun to talk to. I, I got to chat with him. And uh, he's talking a lot about like, because what he likes to do is kind of like debunk these big like conspiracy theories like okay. QAnon, Flat Earth, especially pertain to science. So he like tried to debunk like all He got famous it, like, for the Flat Earth one. But like, tried okay. to de- like debunk like why COVID is real or like try to debunk all the claims that they were trying to make about it. And he was saying a lot about like fake news and, you know, I'm studying media. We, we talk a lot about fake news and its prevalence in like society and stuff. But he was saying like with, with everything like racism and with coronavirus and everything that you could think of that fake news is probably like the biggest problem that we're facing as, as a society at the moment, because like, as a species, we can't, we, we can't even agree if this fucking virus is real, you know, like there's people online that they, they think it's completely fake. They think it's, a yeah. hoax, you know, so he says, unless we actually like find a way to fix that problem, man, it's tough for us to like move, move on. Move well, forward. When, and you can't like at this point, like what we were talking about podcasts coming in the game too late, like it's almost too late to stop the bot machine, you know, you know, and, and the algorithm machine that, you know, sticks on to whatever your search history is and, and, and tailors the opinion to you. Like, how do you, like, it's so, it's a little bit far gone at this point too. And especially if someone of, of influence that has a lot of followers gets behind something like that. I mean, it's just so powerful how quickly the tides can turn for, Oh, I believe this now because so-and-so said this, you know, there was a tweet on that. But the fact checkers in real time now, it's like, you know, everything is, is scrutinized. Everything's under a microscope constantly. And you start to question the integrity and, and, you know, the realness behind what am I actually reading? Is this fact checked? You know, is this a true scientific report? Because anybody can make anything look legit now. Yeah, they really can, especially with the deep fakes, like like putting people's faces on other people's bodies. And it looks extreme. Like it looks it looks exactly like the person oh yeah the deep fakes are, are dangerous that's you a, that's gonna be one them. of the biggest security concerns we could have is deep yeah. fakes yeah whole world's turned it's really gone to shit since the internet came around man i mean it, yes, it, has, yes. it, it has its advantages like you know podcasts. like talking to you guys yeah exactly i was about to you know like like meeting people like you know like you were like you know the internet wasn't around i wouldn't even know your guys existence you know but like at the same time we're, we're like destroying ourselves kind of we're 
what was the thing? I just like saying destroying yourself. What's the what's the thing Chris told us, Jared? Like how many people could actually like <clears throat> like sustainably live on this earth? First of all, it's an amazing guy. Uh, I recommend having him on. Um, so he's he's like an environmentalist and he's a permaculturist, and he says that you know from from the research he's done and papers from people you know he's checked out that sustainably, you know, like not not affecting the climate in a negative way. That the Earth can only sustain five hundred million to one billion people. Wow, so uh, we're far past that we, number. Yeah, we're obviously we're not even living sustainably. So if you're thinking, oh well, we're just kind of a little bit over us, no, we're way worse. Um, like this is it. Like if if we nuke ourselves and any species ever gets some kind of intelligence later on, there's not enough natural resources that easy to obtain natural resources left for them to start again. You know, we, we, we've, we're, we're it. Wow. And we're not doing a good job. No, I don't think we are at all. And I've always said, I think population is the biggest problem. But how do you really micromanage that? You know, yeah, I mean, tell people not to have kids you anymore. Can't. You know, like, you I mean, that's people just, are going to stop People are kids. stopping anyway with like the likes of Japan and Germany. Family. Sure. But then, you, then you have like India and China where the population is booming. Just, just absolutely out of control. Yeah. And it's, you know, you see these reports like during the pandemic, um, you know, some of the, the fertility rate and the birth rate was down a little bit, uh, which, which is interesting because everyone was cooped up at the house. You know, you got to kind of question that. But I think at the same time, we're a little bit too far gone too, right? I mean, the damage is already happening. It's been done. Yeah. We're well overpopulated. I was reading a, a thing and it was talking about like, you know, like Marvel and Thanos snapping and getting rid mm. of like half the population. Do you know how many years it would take for the human race to like repopulate the earth to its current like have a have a guess there because uh, like, I'm gonna what, guess if we're split in half. We're split in half, how many years do you think it would take for us to just repopulate I'm, back to I'm gonna million? I'm gonna guess that it's gonna take fifteen years. 15 years. I think a hundred years. Hundred years? That was gonna be my guess was a hundred years, yep. Fifteen years. Oh wait, Four. for all of all, for all of humanity? Four. If, or four? just for half of us to go? Four. Yeah, so so if half of the population left, so Thomas, you're saying if it went from 7 billion to 3.5, how long would it take to get back to 7? Four. Four years. Four years. Yeah, so I was, I was closer than, than both you guys. A hundred years. Four. But at that rate, in four years, we'd have 16 billion. Wow. But that, that, I mean, that it's, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Production, he said four years. Do you know, from the time it you took them to, four generations no four years from the time it took them from well, infinity war to end game they would have completely repopulated well, the earth. So, so my my whole guess was based on my experience because i i remember when i was younger in grade school there was about four to five billion people on the earth and you know i've i've aged about two decades a little bit less maybe than that since that time so um and, and it's and it's more than doubled. So it's kind of like you know, it, ha it has doubled. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I kind of was thinking. Yeah, that's interesting how how it came to that conclusion that it grows that rapidly. And Jared, you were saying in sixteen years that would be, or or, or you in know, four years be... that'd be sixteen billion if that was the actual thing. I don't know how legit that is because it's that sounds yeah, I mean, like we're doubling every four years. Yeah, that would be a lot of just a lot of unprotected sex. I feel Man, like. <laughs> That's like a summer of love, but make it four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's scary to think about. Um, it is, man. I was going to say something. I'm trying to think of what I was going to say. Sustainable living. 
No. Something actually interesting. No, I can't remember. You brought it up, Jackass. No, but I, I, I do, I do really think about that. And that's one of my, my biggest concerns in, in life is, is, you know, like I think about it constantly. I wouldn't say it's one of my biggest concerns because, you know, I'm an individual and I could do so much, but you know, how, how do you contribute to be a better person and, and have less impact, you know, and if the world is overpopulated, what do you do? And so I know a lot of people want to pass on their seat and carry on their name but I feel like that's one of the most responsible things a lot of people could do is, you know, be childless, you know, and, and slow it down. But the problem is, and, and I hope nobody takes offense to this, but all the people who are coherent enough to have that thought that wouldn't do it, all the people that don't even process that thought and are, are far gone on the, on, on the, you know, silly decision-making scale, they're having kids regardless. They don't even think about that stuff. You know, so so it's like well, there's th- a lot then, of other factors there too. Then you have it, you know, what idiocracy, like that movie where it's just the world's populated with all, all the genes of people that didn't have the comprehension to, to stop having kids. You know, I don't know. Well, I mean, there's, there's a joke there somewhere. And there's other factors of planet, like religion, for example. You know, people that don't believe in contraception yeah. and just think that you know we just need to keep cranking out children. You know, yeah, people there's, are slowing down. That it's like over it's here, it's been known for having like fucking gigantic families. A big family here is now three. Back in the day, a small family was six. Wow. Yeah, I, we, know, point. we brought up yesterday when we had Melissa Bernstein on. She was like, she had six kids and <laughs> some were Irish twins, you know, a year apart. And she was saying like, that, that's, a, that's a pretty big family. Like uh, pe- people often ask, are they Irish because of the number of kids? But we, like, we know people who have 12 siblings. Like wow. the, 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 it's, it's getting lower and lower over here now. Like the, the majority of couples I know you might have one one kid, two kids. So we're probably going to fall into the line like Germany where we just keep going down. Because Ireland's population never really recovered after the whole potato famine. You know, from eight to how many million? We're only at five again now after 100 and something years, nearly 200 years. So maybe we're slowing down. I mean, that, that stuff's really interesting to think about because that falls all into geopolitics. You know, how many real resources does a country have you know, what resources do they dictate that are like on their borders and, and, and you know, ha- having disruption and, and, and proxy wars and, and all that sort of stuff is really interesting how that plays into population and, and growth and how people are being educated. Like that whole subject within itself, like the whole geopolitical population growth, like it's fascinating. And, and I just wish, you know, that I had that, that third eye to where I could see the future and, and I could predict things and like, see, you know, I just, I, I want to see how, it, how it all unfolds. Cause humanity, I doubt will last forever. You, you know, you if it's hope. thousands of years or hundreds, of, hundreds sure. of thousands of years, like the, our son's going to die eventually, you know? So even if we last billions of years, humanity lasts billions of years, the sun is still going to die. So if we haven't like found another solar system or somewhere else, you know, then that's it. And it's just also interesting because like the blink of an eye that, that our lives are like, if you live to a hundred, you're lucky. So if you get a century, you're lucky, you know? So, and, and how, how technology progresses and how humanity has progressed. Like, it's just really interesting to think about that. What kind of impact are we leaving on the world? You know, with the small amount of time that we have, all that stuff is, is really 
a lot, a lot of fun to think about. Yeah, and everything plays a factor into it too. You know, some people are influenced by what other people are doing, you know, especially here in America. There was TV programs, you know, 19, 20 kids and counting. People were just popping out kids because it was like, let me see how many I can have, you know, and now this family's under scrutiny. One of those people from that program just got arrested for child pornography, you know? So it's like, what are you really influencing here? You yeah. know? So I don't know, man, when you start to peel back the layers, it's kind of interesting to see what everyone's opinion is on that, why the population is, is, you know, or the, the reproduction rate is coming down or when it's going up, it's just, everybody kind of has their own position on it. They're influenced by different things. Um, you know, I'm not really planning on doing reproduction. I'll tell you that, but that's just my choice. Yeah. Deep. Deep I've, I've never heard that from someone before. Well, like, well, like I, I don't want to have kids. It's not like, I've heard it from the occasional person when we were like 16, you know, in, in TY, and you had that conversation with a bunch of friends and you're drunk or something. But, uh, no. Well, I mean, even my mom said it. Like, she, she's like, you know, what kind of world are you going to leave the children? Like, how many animals have we seen go extinct just in our lifetime? You know, let alone like the next several several decades to come. And also ice ages and, and warmings, all that is a natural reoccurring thing on the planet. You know, like the earth had like four or five ice ages or more, and um, it's going to happen again. You know, so what happens when that happens? You know, and, and then you got resources running out. You got people warring over oil. You got people, you know, trafficking people. Like there, the, there's so much ugly in the world. If you, if you want to focus on that and, and of course, like that's never our prime target, but it's, it's good to be aware. And, and like, you really think about circumstances and, you know, when I think about circumstances, I feel pretty blessed, you know, and I just got to be thankful for that. Cause, cause life is good for me right now. And, 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 you know, you got to count, you got to count your blessings when you got them. Cause it, it, nothing's, nothing's forever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you gotta be, well, excuse you. We're, we're getting, we're getting better. Like at this point, realistically with terms of climate change, not much we can do. We're pretty fucked. But I ain't gonna drown. My house isn't getting, you know, eaten by the waves. Uh, but when we, when we look at like how, how we deal with it, the, the best way you can do it is personal level if you want to just clean up your local area. You see a bottle of water, I was just kind of trying the road, pick it up, put it in the bin. Blah, blah, blah. For, like, when we had Christopher on, it was protect your local area. You know, like it's, it's local wildlife and, you know, it's plants or whatever. But then we're having someone on fairly soon to talk about uh, de-extinction and like uh, habitat, I guess, revival. Because it's not a dead forest in the world. Uh, Thomas, you know about like quilture forests. There's, it's real, realistically, it's nothing. It's lumber that occasionally has like some kind of wild thing come back to it every now and then. But with like rewilding efforts, you want to take that a step further. Like, you know, in Scotland, they want to bring back uh, deer and wolves in... Uh, Mongolia and Siberia, that kind of area. They're bringing back like these woolly horses that used to like compact the soil and kept the permafrost like down because yeah. since it's this place called the Mammoth Strait and because the mammoths are gone, nothing's compacting it. The gases in the permafrost go into the atmosphere, fucks this up. So they want to reintroduce like species that used to be there. If, if you're familiar with the likes of Pleistocene Park, um, that, that'd be one of those things that, you know, trying to restore these environments but not all hope is lost that's <laughs> but you know you may like have one thing go extinct but they're trying to trying to fix things here and there 
Yeah, that's a ma- massive effort. You got to be proactive. I mean, you know, that's that's one of the things I questioned Dr. Maria Michael on when she was on our show because she was very avid about being proactive and doing things now. You know, one of the things I've always questioned about is, is it too late? I mean, can we turn this thing back the other way? And I still kind of hold that position. But I think being proactive and doing everything we can is the only answer to that. Chris Christoval brought up, even if we go carbon neutral now and for the next 100 years, we're still fucked. Yeah. So, that, and that's my worry, man. That's my you worry. You gotta protect what's what's around you right now, the wild wildlife around you, because you know, like the, the plants can recover, but you you get rid of the animals, like the the animals, you know, define the plant life, not not the other way around. So, you gotta protect them first. That is true. That is true, man. Yeah. It's all so delicate. Everything is so <laughs> delicate, man. There's really a, there's a place for everything. You throw eight million hairless chimps into it. <laughs> like it goes mental yeah it goes completely sucking up everything yeah give me that dino juice yeah. <laughs> they're over there on their fancy fancy computers making podcasts <laughs> and, you nailed it yeah i don't know man it's it's a rough one out there but there at least people are more aware of it now sure yeah, no, the the beauty, I mean, we always talk about how, you know, internet could be so bad and all these other things, but that's that's also the beauty of it, too. It's like a double-edged sword, you know? A blessing and a curse, as they say, right? Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of pros and cons that come out of it. Like we've said several times on this show now, if we didn't have it, we wouldn't be able to connect with Awfully Irish Podcast, you know? But at the same time, it does open up the door for a lot of scams, manipulation, fake news, you name it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... <laughs> It's I, I a beast. Should, I think we should end on a, like a better note. And it's quite depressing, lads. I know. I know. It's the real shit now, and it's the truth. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be real every now and then. We we can't just real. always exactly. have sunshine and rainbows. No, it's true. Um, Absolutely. That's, especially after yesterday's episode where we talked to uh, Melissa. Remember, she was saying like, that. you know, life is almost like the weather. You know, it's, it's not always a sunny day. It's more cloudy than anything else. But just because it's cloudy, it doesn't mean it's gonna rain. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, she's she's she's. You should have her on. She's pretty interesting. But um, chat about that after. So on, on a more positive note, lads, you are fucking kicking ass with the podcast. You are you are doing bits, lads. But what's next for you? What's the goal with the guest? What's the goal with the numbers? Are you gonna get another studio? You're gonna keep doing what you're doing? What's yeah. So, so you know, discussion combustion pro. Um, podcast acronym as dcpc and we're gonna create dcp which is discussion combustion production and so what we're gonna do is start bringing on people we already got some things in the works we're not giving away too much info right now but you know we're gonna start bringing some people underneath the umbrella and and you know helping them grow and get their message out there Yep, that's it, man. Just keeping the foot on the gas, you know, keep mashing that gas, just taking every opportunity we can um, to to stay on this trajectory, a lot like what you guys are doing. You just show up in every week doing, you know, great cast with great people, um, you know, letting everybody come through the door, everybody's welcome kind of thing. And, and that's kind of the plan, you know, for, for phase four, as we call it over here. Mm-hmm. For us, that's going to be leaving our full-time jobs and taking on this production full-time. If you if you were to do that, that's, uh, I I'm, I'm waiting for us. I'm ready for us. I think everyone listens ready for us. Would that mean you would have to like up your, not, not your, your, your quantity? You think yes. you have to start posting more? 
Like right yeah, so weekly, like, would you do like the Joe Rogan four times a week, three days a week? Probably we're thinking three. two to three. Two, two to three, three yeah. yeah. I think two to three, you know, kind of like how you guys spot. do. Yeah. Three's the sweet spot. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, maybe something along those lines. We'll you know, there. that's that's probably the target. So, yeah, yeah you, you guys are already there, man. You guys, you're going to be there with us. We're going to be having this conversation oh, for sure. as you're back on our show and you're on our and we're on uh, yours again. We're headed the same trajectory, guys. I believe that. I, I, I believe it, too. Smoking um, Cubans, drinking the finest whiskey when we're sitting in our mansions doing our podcast together, lads. Tell them, Thomas. Flying jets and helicopters to record with each other. There we go. <laughs> Flying out of discussion, combustion, you know, production, just to go see my friends in my, my own private helicopter, you know? Maybe one day oh, it'll just be a drive down the road. Because realistically, one, one day this is hopefully... All, all doing well and the Eldritch gods are like sound enough with it that we end up doing it in the states or something and mm. we have more access to the guests are in real life and we can do a bit more with it um and then you only drive away you know, oh so. i can't wait for that man when you oh, guys yeah. when you guys land down there in texas which is also a potential landing spot for discussion combustion we're, we're going to be neighbors man i can already see man, if, you, if you're no 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 fucking bullshit if you're trying to build a company right now get the fuck out of california get the fuck out of new york Texas, Texas, Texas. Everyone's in Texas. That's right, baby. Sure. Tejas. I love it. <laughs> yeah. If we're Irish, we fucking know that. Like, <laughs> it's mental. Texas is where it's at. You guys got that right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, in, in terms of, you know, guests and content, you're just looking to kind of stay on the same path? I think so, man. You know, and just kind of taking yeah. every opportunity, you know, I mean, seeing and keeping that mentality, you know, when we, one of the things we said, the first show we ever did, two years ago, whatever, we, we said that whether you're Joe Rogan or Joe the plumber, we want you on our show. Yeah. And I think holding that mentality speaks volume to our mission statement, which we covered earlier, of just taking any and every opportunity for somebody to, to enlighten us on something. I learned something every week, guys. You know, it doesn't matter what this person does for a living or how much money is in or their how bank account. How many followers they how have. How many followers yeah. they have. Like, doesn't none of that matter. matters yeah. to us. We just want to get to know people, and that's, that's always what we're going to do. We're going to stay humble you know, because this is bigger than Kevin and I, it's not, it's not about us, you know, it's, it's about the people and, and we remind ourselves of that weekly, you know, we, it's, it's, it's a daily talk, you know, we're staying humble and you, you know, that's how we get to meet people like you. And, and that's how we get to meet people that are coming in next week. And like, you know, John X was a, a local Denver podcaster that was on the scene when we were fresh and we looked up to him and, you know, he opened arms. So, we want to do that too. We, we want to open our arms to anybody in podcasting that might have questions or, or, or you know, what, what are you doing with it? Like, what, what do you want to do? Like, that, that's the whole thing is like this podcasting community, there's a lot of love here and there's room for everybody, you know, even though there's a shit ton and, and they're coming out like hotcakes, there's still room for everybody is how I feel. Absolutely. Fair enough. But if, you, if you're thinking of starting this, start it yesterday. So yes. Four years ago, five years ago. And, you know, make content like the devil's one behind you. Just do it. Yeah. That's good <laughs> advice, man. That's great advice, I think. Yeah. Because, man, like, you know, if you, if you, if you don't produce, produce enough content, you're not going to really be found. Because, you know, the way we find new people is, you know, you, they, they put out four videos a week and you click yeah. on one because it went semi viral. And then they hit, hit the YouTube algorithm. You're into similar topics and boom. Now you watch them every day because they, they keep bringing more content. Yeah. And people so, yeah. start to take a like of you just right like we did. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, they get familiar with it because you guys are consistent. They can count on it. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, before we had an interaction on social and, and did, did these podcasts together, man, we, we became fans of you guys. I was like, man, these guys are crushing it. Yeah. They're doing you it. Know, you, you see what's you going on. That's a good question. I, I, we just, we just kept seeing you I pop think you just up. started popping up in our I think you popped like when we would look we would like look at our video or something and then you would come up as a recommended video from our video I, I, I believe that's it was something similar to that like somehow an algorithm developed yeah. that led us to you which was probably one of the coolest things ever honestly because I love what you guys do man and I just you know real real fortunate and grateful to be on your guys' program oh yeah that goes from both of us for sure the feelings mutual lads it was a fucking honor being on your show and the numbers did pretty well on that one. I'm, I'm very impressed. Still, still they're, growing, they're man. Still pumping, man. Yeah, you guys are pulling us some views. So, yeah, well, <laughs> happy to be going. Um, all right, so that, that's kind of it. If people want to check you out, guys, where can they find you? Oh man, we're just about everywhere. Art. Mm. Where are we at? You can listen to us basically any audio platform. All the big hitters. You guys already know the ones. And of course, watch us on YouTube. And I know you, you're already watching Awfully Irish, listening in. If you're just listening in, definitely watch it. You know, and we're, we're everywhere. Awfully Irish is everywhere. It's an awfully good time. That's it, man. You know, you can find us on all social media platforms. You can see us hanging out with the Awfully Irish boys. We're just doing our thing, man. We'd like to drink a little beer, have a good time. There you go. So awesome. link to the YouTube will be provided below. So check that out. You can also check our own socials. Get some of our affiliate codes if you're into that kind of stuff. So... Take it handy. Good luck. Bye-bye. Stay away from yourself.